The following podcast contains adult themes and potty-mouthed individuals. Listener discretion is advised. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Babes. No sports, just games. You alright, darling? Alright, darling. Um, yeah, I'm alright, actually. I'm are good. you alright? Yeah, I'm good. But are you alright? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, good. I fucking answered you, bitch. I'm alright. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Hi, I'm Greg Bailey, and if you love fruit wine as much as I do, then you appreciate the craftsmanship and quality of a local vintner who brings the muskmelon goodness to his oak chardonnay and the dazzling peach crab apple to his Riesling Rioja. Come, taste the difference a good fruit can make in your wine. And welcome to Right Darling. <laughs> that sounded like when you type words into a thing that says it back to you. You know what it's from? It sounds familiar. Is that from Shit's Creek? It is, yeah. Sorry, who are you? So my name's Daniel Stanley, oh, and hi. I am the head of the Korean Housewives Association in Brighton. As well as being an equestrian shopperdist. I have never... I don't know what you're talking about. The reason I actually bring up these, and that people can hear the receipts from the previous episodes of you being an equestrian shopperdist. Yes. Because we actually had someone message. Oh, this is the... Th- this is... Yes. <laughs> we had someone actually message in. So just out of context, Greg mentioned <laughs> to me the other day, he was like, someone's messaged in. I said... Do you want me to know now? He went, no, I'm going to do it on air. So I was like, okay. So I forgot. (laughs) And now you're doing it. I'm doing it. Okay, okay. I'm ready. This is from Vanessa underscore Y838. Horse shropodists are just known as farers. Lol. They need a trim slash new set of shoes every six weeks. Also, horse chiropractory is a huge industry. They get a back check once or twice a year. From Vanessa, a horse person. Well, P.S. Loving the podcast. Well, I can. Well, <laughs> Vanessa, thank you so much for for writing in. Uh, we really, obviously, appreciate hearing from our listeners. Secondly, I feel like you're telling me everything I already know. Um, but all right, um, that's all information I'm very familiar with. So, thank you so much, Vanessa. Keep listening. Keep listening. Hopefully, you'll get some more horsey tidbits. I hate horses. My mum is terrified of horses. Is she? And in turn. I'm slightly terrified of horses. What is it about a horse that you hate? I don't hate them. I know. I, know, I think they're wonderful. I'm just a bit scared of being close to them because I feel like they're just going to kick me in the head. Doesn't that make your job really hard? I do it from behind a panel of tempered glass, like a bomb disposal. So you're tripping up on your your lies. Yeah. Or tall tales. Tall tales. <laughs> tall horses tales. are very tall. Have you have you ridden a horse unaided? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Unaided? So, like, I've ridden a horse, but it was being led by a lady. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've ridden a horse unaided. How was that? Oh, it was fabulous. No, I see. I couldn't no, do it that. Hurt, it hurt. It hurt, and I was terrified. What did it hurt? Everything. Your asshole. Asshole. My gooch. My testes. My legs. Did it have a saddle on? Of course, it had a saddle on. Right. The finest saddle was money it? could buy. No, it was all right. It was a good saddle. Dappled ostrich leather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, I could smell it on your gooch. <laughs> <laughs> 
obviously you will need to tune into our other podcast the dan and greg horse hour of power <laughs> where we talk all about all things equestrian but today we are talking about amongst other things yeah pride <gasps> Pride is upon us. It Brighton is. Pride. Yeah, London Pride's been, hasn't yes. it? Yes. Most of the prides have been. Manchester. Pipe down. Pipe down. Producer. Producer, lady. <laughs> um, no, so Manchester, as you correctly said, is usually the last hurrah of Pride season. Mm. Um, Brighton is towards the end. What's yeah. really interesting is I think pretty much from May till September. Most weekends, there will be some pride. What I've noticed in the last sort of five years is prides are splintering off from the big cities mm. and the smaller that's cities than the towns are all having their own prides now. Yeah. I think that's the way we reclaim pride. Yes. Yeah. In I my think opinion. That's true. I think that's true. How do you feel about Brighton Pride? Obviously, like you said, with any pride, it's a good thing. Yes. Um, I don't like how commercial it's become mm. it's become more of a festival than a lgbtq event yes um i think pride needs to become a fringe event again yes you know especially in places like brighton where the first time i went to brighton pride where i was 16 years old mm. it was in preston park and it was free it's my open fav- to all, favorite price. all of those things. So I've seen it change over those 16 years. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think Pride should necessarily be free, especially when there's a large scale organization of fun. Mm-hmm. Because firstly, I think people should get paid for working the event. And secondly, if it does help, you know, I mean, there's facilities for toilets, there's facilities for less able-bodied people, then I think paying to get into a Pride event is is no problem whatsoever. And I just feel like last year we got all the tickets for all the things. It was so busy... Because obviously last year was the legendary Britney Spears, which, you know, the gravity of that is not wasted on me. And I see that that's a big deal. Mm. Getting Britney Spears with Brighton Pride was a turning point that is going to be very hard to go back from. Well, I, I think, uh, hang on, are you just drinking straight gin? Oh, yeah. One of the Korean housewives made it. Oh, for- <laughs> it looks good. It's really good. I'm no f- form of like event planner or anything like that, and I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, where is he going with this sentence? <laughs> but well, it's because it I'm going I'm to be giving a bit of advice on event planning now. <laughs> I, I, so, I've got no qualifications okay, in it whatsoever. So like, okay, but here's my opinion. Yeah, they should go off the back of being able to get someone like Britney Spears. Yes, and keep it at that level. But well, they have Kylie Minogue. Grace Jones and Kylie Minogue. Yes. Which is amazing. Yes. But they've just got to keep that momentum up. But I also think that they've just got to then start putting the LGBTQ back into the event. You're you're holding your hand up at me. What? I think... What do you think? I think that whole event needs to be severed from Pride. I think keep it. Have a big, amazing festival in Preston Park. It's brilliant. It brings Mm -hmm. revenue into the city. It brings people into the city. It makes business boom for that weekend. But my objection is they set up a festival. Yeah. And they call one day Pride. Yeah. And they call one one day Love BN1. Yes. And they try and make out it's two different things. And it's the same thing. thing. (laughs) And I have no objection to there being a big festival in Preston Park Mm. at all. But 
Why call it pride? Because it's just not. I'm sorry. That's fair enough. And last year, Britney Spears was kind of fun, but also kind of terrifying. I was scared for my fucking life. I was too scared to walk away for a minute because if yeah. you lost someone in that crowd, yeah. that would be it. You'd be on your own. There was a moment where I was a little, I felt quite intimidated actually. I remember going yeah. to the bar and seeing kind of like a real big group of straight people. Yeah. They were giving off a very hostile vibe. Yeah. And I really wanted to just be like, you know where you are. Yeah. Aside from being at a Britney Spears concert, like, yeah. get a grip, you're not that mask. Yeah. You're also at Pride. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, we, we walked in the parade last year, myself and Kobe. That was something I haven't done for a very long time. And I felt... You didn't I, walk I, in the parade. <clears throat> we did. You minced. Oh, I minced for... Yeah, and it was <laughs> you power so hot. Minced. I power minced. I came out the end of that feeling really proud mm. and I was exhausted. The look on both your faces yeah. was lovely. You looked so proud. We were exhausted, yes. but <laughs> I felt like I had earned my reason to be proud that day because I'd marched for three hours in the sun, yeah. surrounded by LGBTQ people. And we went home to get shower and change to go back to the park later mm. after the march. And the thousands of people streaming out of the station at, 5, 6 p.m. You haven't been here to watch the parade. You haven't been here to see the city turn out and watch people marching with pride. Mm. You've come for a Britney Spears concert. I didn't sit right. I do do agree with you, but this is where me and you differ a little bit because I think even though it's frustrating that that is happening, it's then the organisers' responsibility to notice that's happening, not necessarily stop it, but then put in more of a message to the people who are coming, whoever is coming, yeah. and how they can help the LGBTQ community. Yeah. The organisers, in my opinion, just need to... Drive acid. Yeah. Um. But no, staying on the subject of pride, but kind of like turning it a little bit towards what we do, you know, being yes. creative. I was just thinking about like pride within what you do and your work. Yes. Um, I find it quite difficult to be proud in front of people of what yeah. I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I almost feel kind of big-headed if someone says to me, oh, I really like what you do, blah, 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 blah. I'll just go, oh. (laughs) You play it down. I play it down. It's kind of, I suppose it's like a confidence thing. I think it's a British thing. Yeah, actually, that's really true. It's crippling modesty. (laughs) Crippling Crippling, modesty. That is so true. It's modesty to the point of where it's like, oh my God, get some fucking self-esteem. Yeah, you know a, what I mean? Get a fucking grip. You quite often talk to people from other nationalities and they're like, what? Like, why are you not crazy about this? You're yeah. like, what you've done? You're like, oh no, it's fine, I guess. We're brought up to not big ourselves up. Yeah. It's that kind of British thing of, you know, not making others feel Stiff uncomfortable. Stiff up a lip. Stiff up a lip yeah. and not boasting. You know, it's very unseemly to boast, isn't it? About yeah. what you have or what you do. And I think that's a big part of it. As creative people, we're never happy with... No, I'm we're, we're very, never happy. I'm very depressed. And we're always... Str- yeah, I mean, generally, like. but within our work. Um, I think part of the reason you carry on creating is because, you, you know, you're going to... The next thing you're going to make is going to be better than the last. You one. hope. Yeah, you hope. So... I think pride in your work is quite often displaced and quite hard to come by because... Mm. We're always like, oh yeah, the next thing we do is going to be way better than this. Do you know what I mean? They're like, but that's the one thing I have been saying to people who've been contacting me about the podcast. Mm -hmm. They go, oh, I love it, blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I definitely need to do that because I am so 
proud I say, of we're this. really proud of it. Like, I love this. And people go, that's really nice. Yeah. So you should be, you know. Is there I, a snake in your kitchen? I can hear a hissing out there. Is it one of the cats? I just heard a metallic, like someone was scraping <gasps> tinfoil across the floor. Robot snake. Either way. Oh, they're scraping your lunch. <laughs> oh, my patent lunch. <laughs> Have they eaten sorry, it? That's sorry. Oh, it's on the floor. <laughs> oh shit! I left sorry. my lunch on the side, wrapped in foil, and the bloody cats have eaten it. I didn't put it in the fridge because it was still warm, and you have to let it cool down before you put it. In the no, fridge, you don't. don't. No, you don't. Rob does this. You I'm have to. No, you don't. Greg. 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 No, you don't. It's a, it's a it's a myth, you know. Is that an old wives' tale? Yes. <gasps> Imagine it if old wives had tails. <laughs> also, just is thinking, it also an old wives' tale that if you don't reheat rice properly to the point of oh, you have to like obliterate Satan's it. Satan's so like, anus. Yeah, it, you can die. Satan's anus is tasty. I've had a lot of comments about the beefy polo thing. Yes, someone actually said to me it, it literally floored them. <laughs> <laughs> what, sorry, what's the state of my lunch? Stolen joke. I've had to throw it in the bin. No! Your food was all over the floor. He's going to throw it in the bin. The I think that's justified. No. He would have still eaten that. I, I mean, I let the cats lick my face, so. And they lick their buttholes. I wanted to actually ask you yeah. about jobs. Work. Like work. You what did you want to ask me? Better work. Have you always been a hairdresser? In my kind of adult working life, yes. What about in your toddler working life? So in my childhood working life. Yeah. So I started working at like 14. You became a professional cookie stealer, didn't you? Oh. Um, I need to <coughs> shut up about that. No, story. it funded my Playboy lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. From the age of 14, I've worked Saturdays. And to this day... I still work Saturdays. But what did you do? So my first ever job... <laughs> a fucking I just question. Really, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, I've worked Saturdays pretty much my whole life, which is really interesting. Yeah, you said that. It's not. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, it's not. not interesting. <laughs> right. What was the job So my you first ever job... What was it? Was... Is it embarrassing? It was on Saturdays. Oh my god! <laughs> no, the it band. Was a, it was a, yeah, I was. I'm Frankie from the Saturdays. <laughs> Frankie, um, I love your work. So I, it was a uh, clock stationers in Burgess Hill. My grandma used to work there. Oh, she worked there for like 25 years. What's her name? Vanetta. V- Vanetta. Yeah. The, are you my pronouncing it right? Not not Vanessa. Not Vianetta. V- oh. Oh, I could murder a Vianetta. <laughs> I could murder Vanetta. <laughs> um, hey, V. Hey, V. v. Um, so basically, she essentially got me the job there when I was like 14. Aww. So and um, my parents very early on were like, we're not going to give you anything. We're not going to give you any love. So unless it was Christmas or birthday, it wasn't. Yeah. And if I wanted something, I had to work for it. Yeah. From a very young age, I was like, I want things. So they were like, you need to go and get a job then. Yeah. That's and fair that's, that was kind of where it came from. So my second Saturday job was in a hairdresser's. What day did you work? As a Saturday girl. A Saturday girl. In a, on a Saturdays. <laughs> and that was when I really discovered that I wanted to be a hairdresser because it was just fun. Like yeah. in the Clark Stationers, like it was boring because it was sellotape yeah. and pens and I worked with some other young people, so it was fun. But in the hairdressers, everyone was just... On coke. 
I mean, probably. <laughs> but everyone was just hilarious. And everyone just wanted to have a laugh all the time. Yeah. And that is what working in a hairdresser is, is you are mostly just having a laugh like not cutting hair well when you're in the staff room you're just having fun mostly like you're trying to have a laugh so as soon as i entered that world that was when i was like i want to be a hairdresser like this is fun yeah let's stop talking about me oh what was your first ever job my first ever job was working at the gap working in yeah. yeah have you ever not worked in retail yes once i worked um were you a dinner lady I was a dinner lady. <laughs> I Beryl. Yeah. yeah, I was a dinner lady. I had to keep an eye on these kids who just kept stealing cookies. <laughs> I just I took all their names and um I vowed to one day become <laughs> friends friends with one of them. Um You know Holly as well. Oh, was Holly one yeah. of them? Oh god, I'm dob- dobbing her into her. Holly, I'm not going to get any repercussions for this. I know I said you this keep last fucking time. asking this. I'm too much time has passed. I'm it was, sending it your was name. Like Fifteen years ago, we went onto our guest Wikipedia page. Yeah, and like it's peppered with all his accolades. I'm just going to check my notes here because there's many accolades. Yeah, he's a Grammy and Brit Award winner. Yes. Which, that alone is impressive. Yeah. A songwriter and record producer. Yeah. He's written and produced for Little Mix, Dua Lipa, Christina Aguilera, Years and Years, Madonna, Beyonce. Yes. But my favourite bit of his Wikipedia page is, well, actually, can you just read it? And it's his personal life section. Just go to personal. Just go to personal life. Have a look. Okay. Me now. Yeah, do it now. You've got your fucking phone on you all the time, so why not? Ow! So I'm scrolling down. Career, personal life. Emanike is openly gay. <laughs> That's Full it. stop. Full That's stop. It. Period. 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 Um, uh, that's a true statement. It's, it is a I true mean, statement. I think but... he probably has more to his life, personal life, than he's openly gay. Yeah, like I mean, he knows me. That maybe. Maybe after. Maybe. We should probably ask him. Yeah. I think we probably should ask him. Yeah, let's. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my third Saturday job was... I used to work in a... Was this for every third (laughs) Saturday? (laughs) Yeah. So I used to work in a tea room. Did you actually? Yeah. On a farm. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, no, oh my god, hang on, you led with those two shit jobs, and you worked in a tea room on a farm. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go to commercial break. Maybe we'll have to do a bonus episode. Yeah, where did Dan work? And where did I work? That's two episodes. Yeah, so we're obviously following up with our next very special guest. He's the incredibly talented statuesque. I would say statuesque is a brilliant word. He is someone who just kind of radiates talent and beauty and he has a presence. And I don't think you meet people with presence that often. It's Emanike. It is. Before I even heard any of his music, anything he produced, anything, I just read his name. Emnek. Emnek. So Emanike, which is actually his surname. Yes. But he's abbreviated it to the and four letters. And his first name's Uzo. Uzo, yeah. Yeah. Yes. One of um, my favourite actresses. Uzo Aduba. Adubi. Adobe. Adobe. <laughs> Adobe. 
Adobe. She's my favorite actress. She runs a great Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Okay. Uh, let's 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 round let's wrap this up. Literally, literally rolling his um, eyes. So uh, join us after the break, and we're going to be joined by the incredible Emanike. Babe. Uh, yeah, Babes. All right, Babe. Yeah, all right, Babes. <laughs> you know, Babes is a London clothing brand that's run by the same guy who started it. It's all his own project, and it's absolutely amazing. It may be London-based, but it ships internationally. It ships worldwide. That's what internationally means. <sighs> I knew that. Yeah, Babes. <laughs> what I love about Babes clothing is what? that he makes clothes for everybody and every body. I mean, I can fit this hog body into Babes clothes. <laughs> He makes it for everybody. He does do double XL, yeah. Yeah. I've got one of the singlets. It feels like a satin glove on my body. Mm. Do you know what? I wore it What to, about around the peen? I feel like I'm in a sexy silk sock. Mm. I feel really sexy in it. And because it's so tight, I can't wear anything underneath. Mm. And that's really sexy. I'm actually sat here wearing his new collection, which is Babes Noir. What I really love is you're wearing that and nothing else. I'm not wearing anything You're else. Straight up porky pig in it. <laughs> Have you been on on Babes' Instagram? Yeah, like every day. Your friends on there. The very Miss Georgie B. Yes, oh. yeah, because like, this isn't just a men's underwear. Absolutely it's, not. It's for everybody. It's inclusive. It's inclusive. That's what Babes, Babes is doing, and that's what not a lot of other clothing brands that do. That is true. What's so great about Babes is you can put on Babes and look like a goddess, and Georgie mm. B can put on Babes and look like a goddess. Yes. Where can I find Babes online? It's actually really easy to remember. It's just babes.land. Amazing. And what about the Instagram? It's just do it, babes. Just do it, babes. Yeah. No sports, just games. <laughs> Firstly, where are we? What is this place? Wow. What? I feel like it has some prestige. It's a recording studio. But I feel like we're walking through the corridors and there's lots of posters and, and there's records and like what what is who who else is here? Wow. Not that you don't have to give the postcode. <laughs> right? I, mean, like, I wasn't like wow. I wasn't going to <laughs> but I was going to say that we're in a recording studio and we're in a studio where loads of people also Record. record. <laughs> is, it all, is it all sound in this building? Yes. So it's all ah. other recording. Is it producers? Musicians, artists, producers. Okay. The whole lot come here. Interesting. Because there's some interesting things on the wall. Yeah. And I suppose it's time to introduce the, the way is over. Our guest that we've already to. spoken to. But yeah. yeah. You've heard their voice, <laughs> but you're probably more used to hearing them singing. Ooh. We are joined by the fabulous Emanike. Hi. Hey, baby. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're Not really bad. good. Yeah. I'm feeling the beautiful energy from your antique Chinese table. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dora Corey, after she died, they found a mummified body in her apartment. And I think it would have been something like this. It's haunted by this beautiful table. I really hope not. <laughs> that would be a story, though. To, like it anyone comes be. in here, like imagine just... if it was haunted by a Chinese ghost that just screamed, and you couldn't hear it right until you listened back to your productions, and then you could hear the Chinese ghost screaming over the top. Oh my goodness! This Listen, is a... all I can say is <laughs> I go out in Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> That's the be and that's the start. That's the start and the end of that. Yes, 
Cause it's like gremlins. All them Chinese remedies, all the time, <laughs> yeah. it's like ritual. Nah. And we're in your gorgeous, gorgeous studio. New yeah. studio. Yeah. New, New studio. studio. Thank yeah. you. You've been here for a couple of weeks? Yes, it's getting there. It, well, we literally arrived as your rug arrived. Yeah. Yes, my rug and my <laughs> and bin. And bin. Yeah, don't and my bin. fridge. And your little mini fridge. Yeah, because yeah. we literally, you were unfurling the rug as we walked in the room. Yeah, mm. it's a good thing. That now the vibe is getting set. It feels more homely. So it feels more. It feels like, more homely. like you knew what it was. Because I was going to be like for the two seconds you saw it without <laughs> it. Something um, <laughs> was wrong here. Oh, there's nothing right. Quickly so- open that rug now. <laughs> I've got a suspicion, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. That the first thing that was in this room was the glorious painting of yes. Janet Jackson and Mariah Carey fused. Yeah. Did you own that before you came here? I had it in my old studio. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Is that from where you tried to splice the two, and that was one of the genetic def- deformations <laughs> that existed? It was just a present from oh. uh, my publisher. Uh, it was my 21st birthday, and they know that my two favourites are Mariah and Janet. Oh. And that was the fusion. And when I saw it, I literally gagged. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I love it so much. I still do. Um, who do you think would win at, uh, in a fight between those two? <laughs> who would you put your money on to win? Probably Janet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah for actually, yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> Janet could fight. What, is it? Yeah. This is a fight to the death, or just what is? No. I want no? blood. Some yeah. kind of physicality. Yeah, yeah blood at least. <laughs> blood at least. At least. <laughs> at least. As well as shit and piss and all of it. <laughs> just blood at least, though. Okay. At least. More, I would have a stiletto. Yes. Janet would have a. I think one of those nipple covers. Nipple covers. Yeah. I was say that. Throw <laughs> yeah. Like a throwing cover. star. Yeah, yeah, nipple yeah. throwing star. On like a nipple yeah. blade blade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that would be amazing. Just throws it. Yeah. I would love to play that round of Tekken. <laughs> yeah. That would be so good. Mariah versus Janet. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> There's probably a celebrity death match of that. You remember that Plasticine show? Oh my god! Do you, on do MTV. you ever see that? Oh, wait, the... celebrity deathmatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, I do totally remember that. There that was must so be... funny. And there was one with Mariah and J Lo, I think. <gasps> right. I vaguely remember that. Well, I think J Lo was wearing that Versace dress. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. It was very of the times. Yeah. You know? They'd oh, make, they like... should bring that back. I don't know what it would be now because it's just so much like imagination. Like now, celebrities can talk for themselves more than they could back yeah, in the that's day. True. That's true. Yeah, like, this is a defamation of character. Yeah, like, there'd be a lot like, more outrage. Oh, who would you be matched against in your celebrity death match? I really don't know. I never really, cause I don't really consider myself a celebrity. I thought you were going to say I don't consider myself a fighter. That too. <laughs> oh, that I'm a lover. Such a beautiful answer. I don't even register that way. I mean, I, I don't fight with the, I don't fight with anyone. But then, like even. I said in an interview that I'd fight Sam Smith, but like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yes. a perfect, but perfect answer. we also love Samantha. She's great. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't need to beef no one. No. <laughs> I once no. painted uh, glitter on Sam Smith's face at Sink the Pink. Did you? Yeah. He was very nice. Was that when you did Glitter My Shitter? Yes. Don't you guys know each other from Sink the Pink? Yes. That's how... how... Well, it's a combination of Snapchat and then Sink the Pink. Mm-hmm. I put like a pi- I sent a picture with the, the geotag of Deptford on it. And that's when you were probably being like, oh my God, you live in Lewisham. I'm from Lewisham. 
and we chatted and then at Sink the Pink and then you were there because you used to judge the balls. Yeah, once or twice. That's Did so you ever cool. perform? No. How come? Uh, you know what? Around that time, I wasn't really like performing around that time. I was like in this really weird mid stage of like writing stuff for the album. My mind wasn't really on like performing. Mm-hmm. So as, as it has been the past like year. Because obviously this podcast is about queer creatives and people who make things and produce yeah. things. So firstly was the transition between being behind the scenes mm-hmm. and then stepping forward. Which is kind of like what you what were you're saying. What you're just saying is like, at that point you were in that transition period between... Yeah. How was that? How did you find that? Both sides of me coexist together. And, you know, I, I came into an industry writing for other people... As far as on my first album, it was really just about making sure that whatever I was saying was what I wanted to say. Yeah. Just because everything I'd done for other people is really great and all. And I love being able to help people tell their stories. Mm. But my story is going to be different to everyone I work with. I wanted to have the chance to just tell it in my own way. That's a really nice way of putting it, helping other people tell their stories. Yeah. When I've done photo shoots for other people, you want to put your own stamp on it. Yeah. And there's a certain bit of um, resistance. Thinking of it you're helping someone tell their story. I think that's really lovely. Yeah, because like, we're all just trying to do the same thing, which yeah. is, is I guess, tell our stories, isn't it? And, yeah. and try and just forge a success out of what we do. Mm. It's really interesting. I think because we live in a world where we know everything about everyone, I feel like producers are getting a lot more um, notoriety. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Sophie. Mm-hmm. she was like behind the scenes to the point where she was an enigma like no one knew who she was what she looked like what she Nothing, looked like if yeah. it was multiple people and then she just like spectacularly <laughs> came to forward and I think it just exceeded everyone's expectations that she was just this incredible human that was also making this incredible music for so long she wanted to stay out of the spotlight but then she was just like right I've got a story to tell mm-hmm. I saw her live last year and she was did you? Oh, yeah, this is one of the best things my ears have ever heard. <laughs> Honestly, it was wonderful. She was a fabric. All right. And she just blew everyone's tits off. I love all that stuff, like Sophie mm. and PC music and like yeah. just that whole vibe of like the really early 2000s, like super hyper intergalactic. Moments. Yeah, so cool. Just like really interesting production. And just, yeah, it's great. Would you ever team up with other producers to make something? A real yeah. true amalgamation of both your tastes and then have someone who like a singer who tells that bit of the story yeah i mean like as far as production goes it's just i could make the beat and i feel like i don't know what else to do with the beat and i could just be like i have a friend who i feel like can add some production to it all collaboration like is valuable i wouldn't be where i am without collaborating with people and Mm -hmm. and meeting of minds with everyone because i I can make a song by myself and I can sing a song by myself and I can write it by myself, but then those aren't the songs that have got me where I am today. Yeah. Of course, like it's been like meeting of minds and actually like, you know, going back and forth and meeting in the middle and being universally happy or something. When you started, were you kind of like a junior producer or like a junior writer or? <laughs> just... I was just really young. Yeah. <laughs> Far too young. No, like... no term for it. it just, I was just young. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to see sort of junior producers and writers coming in who are as young as you were when you first started are you starting to see that come through not so much producers definitely like singers and and artists and stuff i 
came in the industry like writing and producing as like a conscious decision because I feel like if I signed a record door at 15 I would have been like so gassed and just like mm-hmm. so wayward producing for people because you are helping them tell their stories and it's quite humbling yeah I'm always intrigued to, to see younger producers come out and but then again I think about how I was when I was 14, 15 and all was a bit was that like, when you started <laughs> writing that's when I started doing professionally wow that's amazing 14, 15 years old. Yeah. That's insane. It was such a weird time. I can imagine it would be, yeah. And how were you noticed? Or... MySpace. This... MySpace? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's how long ago. <laughs> but you might, are you prob- how... probably the last of the MySpace music people? Because MySpace is gone now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's you just like this been... thing like SoundCloud and like whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the internet has played a massive part in me yeah. being here. And like, I love social media and I love doing that. And I love how much it's grown and I've grown with it. Whether it's MySpace or Twitter, Instagram, I've always been like... Tumblr. For a little bit. <laughs> you always come back to Tumblr. Just, the dicks Tumblr. aren't there anymore, Greg! The dicks aren't there anymore, Sass. <laughs> but they might be coming back. Oh, well, yeah. they're coming oh, back. Pornhub's going to buy it and bring the dicks back. <gasps> is it? <laughs> that is a very genuine smile. Yeah. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Used assholes, Tumblr's coming back oh, and I can't fuck wait. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on your Instagram and there was a video um, that you recorded talking about the backlash that Ariana um, Grande got mm-hmm. um, for performing or going going to be headlining Pride. You said, if you want kind of LGBT artists at these things, you need to buy their music. Right. Can you elaborate on that? Because, you know, obviously there's only so much that we can do, even as a marginalised group, that we're not the majority. Even if all of us buy our favourite artist thing, there's still a million straight people who still need to get on board. Yeah. So it's like, it's a constant fight and it's not fair to put all of that pressure on there. However, at the same time, there is still some truth in the fact that as gay people, we tend to support cis-het women mm-hmm. and we love them and we idolise them. But then that same energy will not be turned towards someone who looks a bit more like you. Yeah. That's so... True. This is why I like I'm not that into this whole like giant super artist heading mm. prides. Yeah. Like by all means head festivals like and have them in our city. It's amazing, but don't call it pride. What do you what do you think? Honest, of- honestly, I think it's just it's supply and demand. Yeah. Mm. The gays want that. That's why yeah. they're buying the tickets. Like it's mm. if you put an LGBTQ artist on there, they're not gonna buy the tickets. So you have to think about the popularity to get like for example, Kylie Minogue is the front cover of Pride. And yeah. then the inside of the editorials are, should be, you know, these amazing performers within the LGBT community. Yeah. But it well, needs to be treated differently. I think that's I think. a good idea. You know, like, get have Kylie to get people in, but then have, a you know, a diverse mix of people from all over the... Well, yeah. this is what these Prides have essentially become, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I was performing at Brighton Pride and, like, at the same time, the face of it was Britney. So it's like, this is what's going to draw the people in yeah. and, you know, people who are waiting for Britney are going to come see me or whoever else yeah. is there. Mm. So, here's what it is. <laughs> That candle's really got to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not even the candle. I've just had a really bad cough these past oh, few weeks. So, like... I've just got over it. It's fine. The smoking doesn't help. Probably not. No, no. We all have our vices. We have our vices. Mine's cake. <laughs> <laughs> I could do with some cake. Cake changes a lot. So, 
I just had this idea. Maybe go. Oh, like, go for it. Would you ever like? And you maybe do already, and we don't know. Go like incognito and have this like side project under like a different name that no one knew who you were. Everyone's like, oh my god, who is this artist? They're producing this amazing music, and it was you all along. Would you do that? We'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> we'll never know. Oh my God, that's so exciting. You are literally buzzing. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love shit like that. I love stuff like that. It makes me really excited. We'll never know. So, um, obviously, you, you said you started when you were 14. Yeah. Have you had any other, in quote marks, jobs? Like a regular job, like working at Tesco or something? I worked at W.A. Smith for work experience. How was oh, that? Awful. Yeah. Hated it. Uh, how long were you there for? <laughs> um, two weeks. It was so bad. Was it? I hated every second. What were you doing there? Stacking cards. And, oh. like, and putting books in that alphabetical order. Oh. Vile. So why did they put you there? Well. Because you're like, I don't want to do any of things. So they just. Because you know you're like, I want to write and produce music. And they're like, well, you know you're going to go You know what the Smith. trip is? Yeah. In my school, I just remember like, they just kind of like. You didn't have any say on what your work experience oh, was. Oh, really? No. Yeah. They just placed you in these places based on your grades and shit. Like, oh, really? I was a mediocre student. I'll say that. <laughs> but like, you know. The future they saw for me was stacking cards and W.H. Smith. I and mean, that's out of pocket, I that's think. That's just mean. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokes on <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been asked to like, go back to your school? Yeah, but you know, it's just like... Would you do it? No. To be that retrospective, like, a lot has changed since I was in school. And, like, yeah. I, I'm i just not there mentally. Mm, no. Geographically. You're doing other things. Geographically. Um, you're, yeah, you're doing other things. Like, do you really want to go back to your school? And I hated to, school. There you go. I have been back since. They've renovated it. It's very flashy now. I, do you know what? It's never... It's not really much of a thing over here, but, like, a school reunion... I got um, invited to mine. I've never been. Maybe I wasn't invited because everyone probably not. hated me. Probably I wasn't not. Invited to <gasps> so they had one, and you weren't invited. Maybe my school uh, have had one, and I wasn't invited. I was on Facebook, and I was like, I want to be at your rubbish shitty. <laughs> See, I would love to go and show them how attractive and successful I am. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> what, Greg? <laughs> anyway, no. uh, moving on. What did you do for your work experience, Greg? I worked at Gap and I was put on the front of the store and I was asked to wear a headset. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. And we had to greet everyone as they came in. Oh. And we had to actually say the specials, basically, like you would in a restaurant. But it was, our oh, jeans today are on offer at blah, 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 blah. And we got oh, this style. In Gap. In Gap. So in wait. Canterbury. <laughs> Wow. Like, that no sounds... one cared. They just looked at me and like... Gap in Canterbury sounds like the whitest shop that ever existed. Well, it's it not does. There. It really, yeah, it really was. It was bullshit. Um, but... So for my work experience... No one asked. No one asked. <laughs> 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 so, what did I'm you do? tell you anyway. What did you do um, for your work So I Dan? went to um, the Taylors, Gresham Blake. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so... There's a really lovely t- uh, independent Taylors in London. Have you taken anything you've learned at Gresham well, Blake? Well, this is... Um, yeah, I mean, well, obviously I didn't go into to tailoring. What? You have a guest. Oh, right, yeah, I'm just... I'm listening. <laughs> I was listening. I was I so just... engrossed. <laughs> we, 
Oh my god! He's loving my story about my work experience. I was all up in it. Yes, yeah. as, as we said. Who asked? But yes, I. I but <laughs> I, I, I also am here. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I'll round. I'll round it up in that. Sorry. Just to let everyone know, me and Dan were just looking into each other's eyes, talking about Gresham Blake, and we actually do have a guest here, which we. <laughs> well, this is probably just going to get edited. Have you out, been to so. Gresham Blake? No. <laughs> Fabulous suits. Um, anyway. Um, meanwhile. So. Meanwhile. Yeah. One thing we try and do on every episode is commit an act of gay treason. So, by that we mean... <laughs> it was called... <laughs> we've, we're changing the name because okay. it was called committing an act of gay suicide. And our, okay, but then, <laughs> our producer was like, I don't think you should talk about suicide every episode. Yeah. Which we're not talking about actual suicide. It's just a sense like, just subject. The, the word is yeah. Maybe it can be triggering. It can be triggering for some people. But on the way suicide. up here, because we were talking about what we could call it, and it, we've settled on um, gay, gay treason. treason. But Dan was going to call it big no nos for big whoopsies. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> in essence, what it is, is something as any community, so it could be committing an act of lesbian treason, would be something that people expect you as a gay person to like, but you actually hate. For example, if you're a lesbian and you said, I don't like super dry. <laughs> <laughs> that. Where's the line, though? Oh uh, yeah. yeah that's no, I don't. Not super dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really. Oh, you, ha- uh, you need to spend a bit more time in Brighton. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> Brighton lesbian, super dry. Yeah, they dripping love it. In it. So, yeah. So, is this applies to someone that isn't stereotypically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's got I, it. Is, is this for me to, to say if there's anything of, of that I yeah. do that isn't of that ilk? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like something that you feel like being a gay guy, you should probably love, but you fucking. Like Kylie. Um, well, the thing is, I, you know what? I'm trying to think now. Are there anything that is, like, off-kilter that I don't... I like Drag Race. I like all the divas. I... <laughs> what else? I mean, what else is there? I don't know. Do you like musicals? <laughs> I like some. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, like, well-versed in musicals, just because, like, I focused on the other side of music. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, fair. it's, like, the recorded side. But, like, I appreciate... When I hear like, you know, a well-written like musical song. Yeah. How do you feel about interiors? <laughs> do you like changing rooms? I mean, <laughs> you know what? To be fair, I'm pretty messy for a game. <laughs> I'm not as like. Okay, I'm, I think we're onto something here. You know okay. what I mean? I'm not like. I'm still like quite a teenager as far as like how messy my room is, and like you know, I'm not as particular as i could be <laughs> <laughs> so you're rebelling against this preconceived notion that us as gay men are like neat and tidy mm. and clean i'm flipping out yeah. <laughs> i'm Good. flipping the fuck you know out what? this kind of feeds into my gay treason which is, which is what? i don't really like queer eye who are these just gays walking around telling everyone how to live their lives <laughs> C- going into like usually like ugly people's houses and telling them how to make guacamole <laughs> literally literally oh. and i'm like I don't like this whole gay saviour <laughs> complex where it's like, I'm gay, so I'm going to save you from your your straight, boring life. Leave them in their fucking straight, boring lives. I don't want to help them in the dust. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to help you. That's how you wanted to live your life. I don't want so you to show you how to shave. <laughs> yeah. You made your bed. You made your bed, Len. Yeah. You live the boring it. life. Yeah. You can stay there. I'm I think not, that's fair. I'm not coming into your disgusting house. I, I, do, I do think, though, you'd be a pretty good person not to be on Queer Eye. <laughs> no. What, to get fixed? Because I'm a mess. <laughs> 
<laughs> they do fix gays on this to one as well. I can't make guacamole, so they go. How hard is it? I think it's you not smash hard. smash the guacamole. You smash the guacamole, you put some lime, <laughs> the avocado and then you, go, yeah. you smash you the smash avocado, the <laughs> you smash the guacamole, You go yes. and buy some guacamole, you and buy you some guacamole, and you smash it. You smash it. And that's the guacamole. That's done. That's, that's done. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have a drag queen name? I think I'd probably go for like Auntie and Gozzy. Ooh. Auntie, Auntie and Gozzy. Yeah. So you'd be like a. Would you? Would it be a character as well? It'll be like an auntie. What would it be based on? One of your aunties? Like my mom, all her sisters. Okay. Nice. You know, full on like African attire. Yeah. Dramatic makeup. Yeah. Like Sunday best. Sunday best. Yeah. Like my mom. Like it was. Her, it's her birthday today, and Aww. she just. Oh, happy she birthday! She always goes out. Don't you call them um, Mama Nike and Papa Nike? I do. That's so cute. Only, only like sometimes, never in person. That's actually better. My idea was MN Shike. MN Shike. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right. I like Mama Nike. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Nike. Yeah, Mama Nike. Mama Nike. Yeah. Because we on the way down here, we went onto the Jewel carriageway, and we broke that down. Jewel, carry, and jouet. Jouet. Like that. <laughs> Jewel carriageway. Jewel carriageway. Wow. Just, like, She's French. She's French. Yeah. That is Jouel pretty clever. Carriageway. Jewel carriageway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we've come into your place uh, yeah, and just been uh, idiots. I think it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> there was a brief moment where I feel like you're like, who are these people in my head? Yeah, what? Fucking chuckle, brothers. <laughs> Never that. Come on. So funny. We're going we're gonna to wind down. What we do to wind down is play Cards Against Humanity. Okay. Have you, have you ever played it? I have, but I don't, like, distinctly remember what I do. What's this tagline for it? Uh, a card game for horrible people. Which, which we yeah. are, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Hit yeah. me. Excuse me, straight man, but blank isn't for you, straight man. Oh, mate, that's an amazing card. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, okay, I got one. Do you want to go first? Sure. Excuse me, straight man, but the nipples of a man isn't for you, straight man. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I think it works. It's not wrong. I'll go next. <clears throat> um, excuse me, straight man, but blowing my boyfriend so hard he shits isn't for you, straight man. Christ. <laughs> Look at Kobe, he's beside himself. Do we have... Did, is, 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 is this for, is this for wow. sale in shops? Like, do they sell this version? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Excuse me, straight man, but the incredible Gary, he'll suck your nipples, isn't for you, straight man. Well then, I think yours was the I best. I think yours yeah. was the best. Was it? Yeah. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> the guest does normally win. Is that really rigged that? Funny. Considering my one didn't get a fucking laugh at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yours was silence. It was. Wow. Well, because right, so I was already in nipple talk. I know, I thought I'd try and beat your nipple talk. It wasn't your fault or anything. Foolish. You tried to one up. But it's yeah. the incredible Gary. He'll suck your nipples. No, it's not right. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much. It's been so good to talk to you. Um, thank you. Thank you for. I feel like we're in your inner sanctum. So I yeah. Feel, thank you for letting two bumbling idiots and our producer <laughs> in, and our producer in here. All good. You've got um, a, a more lovely, than welcome. Lovely inner sanctum. 
Oh, yes. Thank you. Mm. That's very um, suggestive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slightly pervy. Kind of sultry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but thank you so much. <laughs> and I guess we can find you at m and Yeah. Is that this across the board? Thankfully. Haven't had to have any faff in that regard. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. <good. laughs> at m on Instagram, on Twitter. Don't use anything else. <laughs> so, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Mm. <laughs> Anyone you'd like to thank? I would like to thank our guest, M&EK. Thank you so much. Our producer, Kobe Carnage. um, And you can find him at Kobe Carnage. Um, You can find me at Greg Bailey 86. And me at Dan Leo Stanley. Yeah. Big thanks to Psychofag, who recorded our brilliant All Right Darling theme. Find him at PsychofagXX. X? <laughs> X? Is yeah. this a... He's not a porn star. He's KK. not a porn star. Yeah, like, we do this, we wind down, then we're and just like, like, let's have another chit-chat. Anyway, back <laughs> to my work babe. experience. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag content. Hashtag content. Yeah, it was absolutely lovely chit-chatting to you, yes. photographing you, and playing Cards Against Humanity. Yes. All right, darling. All right, darling. All right, darling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, darling.